Peace, ladies and gentlemen. What it do? This is the Peace to the God podcast. I am JD. On my right, as always, is the God Ron. Do peace, God. No gossip, no glitch. Just two brothers talk about shit. Brothers talk about peace, JD. What it do, daddy? Well, as of today, it's um, a pretty special day for me. It's my grandbaby Jaslyn's birthday. Happy um, birthday, so great niece. I want to say happy birthday from Papa. And um, it's the Wisdom Born Day of the Month. So with Wisdom Born, it um, manifests to knowledge, knowledge, which is universally known as peace. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Just knowledge, knowledge is universally known as peace. If you greet a brother in the street and he said, you say peace, he may say knowledge, knowledge, because knowledge, knowledge is universally known as peace. If you take it from the wisdom born, um, to put it in the simplest fundamentals that I can, if knowledge is the noun, which is a man, the person, place, a thing, then wisdom is the verb to put it into action. You know, and then that therefore births okay. knowledge, knowledge. Oh, okay. You understand? Well, I do. I, half, half of this, half the people listening won't, but. No, 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 no. Knowledge, wisdom, borns understanding for sure. But in the breakdown of today's mathematics, it births the wisdom born births knowledge, knowledge. Speak on it, God. So, um,. The wisdom is is functional. It's mobile. It's putting it into activation. So it's water. So if we take the 139,685,000 square miles of water, which is, is the earth, and add the 57,255 square miles of land, that would give you a total of 196,940,000 square miles of the planet Earth. So it's more water 
than land. Though the land is the structure, again, the water is what fertilizes. You know, if, if you, um, t you can't have life without water. Man can't live without drinking water. Um, flowers can't grow without water for the fertilization. So when we speak to wisdom, we speak to life of itself. You understand? And then born, which is the number nine. So we take the 29th to nine. You take the wisdom to born. That means you basically general electric. You bring good things to life. Which in turn is knowledge, knowledge, which is peace. So as, as simplified as I could put it, that would be today's mathematics. And happy birthday to my baby jazz. Peace, JD. What's going on? No, I'm just, I'm actually taking that all in. You know, the last time I even been around a cipher, and and again, a lot of these young people wouldn't know. I I I have said this on my pod, not on my podcast. Excuse me. I said this on my Instagram. I said this on my Facebook. What the young brothers and sisters need is the gods and the earths coming out, really giving them knowledge itself, and a lot of the stuff that's going on right now would stop because they don't know knowledge itself. They don't have that ability to activate the true godness that's in them. And that's really what's needed. Also, I got to give a plug to Freemasonry, man. I don't think I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, these things work hand in hand. People don't realize that in order to have rich people, you got to have some poor people. You know, in order to have hot days, there must be some cold. So in and of itself, there it's, it's a true balance of, you know, the 5%, the 10%, the 85%. It's a balance. It's a balance that's, you know, unfortunately needed. You know, we, we need um, naysayers. We need people who um, oppose our beliefs, you know, to solidify those beliefs. You know, no, I don't agree with everything in my own nation. I promise you, I do not. But I don't oppose the ten percent because my brother's a ten percent. You, you put me on, but I appreciate it. No, I don't. I don't oppose. You know, you know, my guy is also a Freemason, and I, I don't oppose any. He's a white Freemason at that. So I, I can't oppose uh, all these yes. things. He actually was my um. It's not sponsor. Uh, my mentor. You know, so um, I can't I can't I can't oppose these things. You know, you learn from everything in life. It's you know, it's in me to have been born a Christian. And it was an amazing experience, mm -hmm. you know, with my mother and all the beliefs that, you know, she hold true. And some of those things I still hold true myself. And um, my experience with Islam, my experience with Buddhism, my experience with. um. I'm sorry. Buddhism. Um. It's a Buddhism. great. It's a great many Asians <laughs> at my no, job now. Uh, I'm breaking your chops. You say Buddhism is, is Buddhism. When you say uh, Buddhism, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I had some experience with Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> should I should I say pause or something like yo some colloquialism? Because I'm talking about the strip club, but you know somebody may take it. Like I'm um, talking about, you know how they turn everything right. around. Like black man can't eat a a, a glizzy nowadays. Man can't oh, eat a hot dog man, no come more. 
They got um, me way wrong with that. The young boys, you, you go to the uh the stadium. I mean, baseball, hot dogs, apple and pie, Chevrolet, and my Chevrolet. Nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hold up, what was that? Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. That was like a literal car. Listen, so I don't know if you, if you you can't have that no more. Yeah, okay. Cause um somebody gonna go down. Oh, it's glizzy. I'm. I don't know what a glizzy is. Uh, sir, you are talking way beneath me. I'm older than you. I have no idea what you're talking about, sir. So I will be eating this glizzy, you say? No, I think it's, um, I think we discussed it before. Chicago, we did. Uh, St. Louis or somewhere. They, yeah, that's they, what they call hot dogs. And they put coleslaw on it. Yo, okay. Now, I will say this. I have had a hot dog with coleslaw on it, but I'm going to give it that far. Not bad. I've also had a hamburger with slaw on it. Again, not bad, but I'm going to give you that far. Oh, did I tell you I was considering having the gastric bypass yet again? So you're getting your bypass bypassed. Yeah, because okay. it worked, but I fucked it up. Mm. So starting basically Thursday, um, which is the first of the month. I try to start things on the first of the month. I'm going to try to activate that uh, side of me that actually does work out and wants to lose weight. January, I'll be going to see the doctor about losing weight um, because of my insurance plan. I have really great insurance, by the way, folks. I cannot tell you how important it is to get a goddamn job with insurance. Motherfucker, yo, let me tell you something. All the money in the world does not compare to making a decent living and having great insurance. Um, it requires me to take six months to see if I lose weight or gain weight, see if I'm worthy. So I'll be doing that. So by the time, because we are in the midst of the John Farewell Tour. Um, and when I say that, I mean the kid's about to retire. Well, the the do t- Farewell Tour starts next Tuesday. I know that's right, God. Um, but... The, the components are, are these. I want to start using some of my time because, you know, I have, like, a, a lot of time Hold over up. and God. beyond. It's a dude in my job. My accruals are very, very high. And, and I will name him. His name is Rodney Waterman. <sighs> Reportedly. Reportedly. And by the time you get this, he will have been retired. He will never show back up to my job. You niggas can't show up and try to get this kid. Reportedly, they'll be giving him 30000 in cash. Wow. Hold up, because you only get paid for half your sick days. Mm. <laughs> this motherfucker got like four years of well, sick days. I, I got a few sick hours. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say four years, maybe four or five months. But um, you can't take your vacation time with you, and I have, um, I want to say, approaching 500 hours of vacation time. Our maximum is actually three 20 but um, yeah i know that with the covid response you know we were able to retain some of right, the vacation they wasn't, time they wasn't, they, they wasn't time allowing off. time off that frequently okay so um we were able to retain some of that time and thusly we are here and i'm close to 500 approaching 500 so can you take that time um well so like let's say let's I'm say I'm the most senior person in the, in my title. I'm the most senior person in the building. Okay. So with that said, I get preferential treatment regarding any time that I put in. They have to, you know, approve my time before they att- approve anybody else's, unless the 
their time was prior approved. Right. So what I'm saying is, right, so here's how my job works. Um, I get five weeks vacation. I can, And because I'm working now and I'll be working into the new year, I will accrue time. So I'll probably get about, by the time I'm retired, let's say September, I have four weeks, right? Before I can retire, they're going to use all my vacation time. And the vacation time that I built up, they call it terminal time, mm-hmm. right? So they'll put that four weeks on the back end. I'll still be on the payroll until that four-week period runs it out. Expires, yes. So I ask you that is in terms of will I be able to do that for you? So let's say, like, you got 500 hours. 500 hours equals, what, three months, four months? Um, 40 hours a week. That's 10 weeks. This is the plus. plan coming out. Um, ten weeks is what? Two and a half months. Yeah. Plus another about three months, three and a half, somewhere around there. So potentially you, four months. Would you be there. able to take that four months off in time and just not show up and then retire from there? Um tentatively, like So let uh, Yeah, like if I say hey, I want to put my vacation on the back end and just take whatever time I have left without coming into work. Eh, I guess I could. Okay. You know, it's not something that, you know, we would schedule anything. We would just, I would just put in my papers and, and whatever time I didn't, you know, Utilize. use. Yeah. Okay. But that would be more so towards any bonuses or longevities that I would have in place. So say I want to retire around my birthday. Right. Which is December, so January, February, March. Yeah, that would carry you into 2024. Yeah, but April is when longevity comes. I think it's about $4,500, and then there's another, some bonus money. And Mine then, was four fifty. Three 3% raise or somewhere. So yeah. with that being said, I would not be at work past my birthday, but with the sick time and vacation time right, or whatever right, right. I need to use, I would use that into, you know, my bonus money, whatever the money is allocated toward, you know, to me, I, I will accept that graciously. It's <laughs> a lot of money, baby. Uh, anyway, dollars. It ain't really, you know, it's yeah. it's not significant in the grand scheme of things. I was looking into a, a a survey, and they were saying that ideally you want to retire with a million dollars saved, and that's an amazing goal. I don't have a million dollars saved, but well, you know. Here's the deal. When they talk about that, because I know a couple of guys that retired and said they were millionaires. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is that's combined 401, 450, whatever you got, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of your 401, whatever that is. And I say 401 because when I say 401, everybody knows what a 401 is. I also have a 457. Somebody else might have another plan, a Roth, or this, or that. Combined all your money that you would use for your retirement. Um, savings, whatever's in the market, it comes up to about a million dollars, right? And but at the end of the day, you still putting into that shit. Like when my check, my retirement check comes, I'm gonna be putting into my 457, be putting into my 401 because it's gonna come out automatically. So I'm still gonna be putting money in. I'm just gonna be drawing more money out because they, when they cut the checks, but I'm gonna still be putting money in. I mean, that, that's just what it is until the day I die, and then they cut a check to the fam, and we good. Again, it's important. And listen, when I tell y'all to get a job, right, 
I, I'm not knocking people who don't have jobs. As a matter of fact, I have a couple of cousins, a few cousins that were entrepreneurs, people that own their own businesses. Um, I have a cousin who's a clinical psychologist, family counselor. So that's obviously her own business. Her uncle had his own business. Um, I know a lot of people that are entrepreneurs sell T-shirts, whatever, you know. Listen, a barber is an entrepreneur. His, what he does is he makes his own hours. He works when he wants, do, works when he doesn't work, when he doesn't want. And what he does is cut your hair. He may, And nowadays, since um, the big thing is having people come to your house, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a PSA. Platinum and gold experience. They will come to your door and cut your hair. I'll have the number for you in a bit. So, like, right, right, like Chino, right? Chino's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I don't knock entrepreneurs. I'm saying for those of you who don't have the entrepreneurial spirit, get you a job that has better benefits than pay. I promise you in the long run, it will pay off. I everybody wants a lot of money. But if you're not paying to go to the doctor, <laughs> that's more valuable well, than cash. The selling point at my job at one at one time was we had great eye doctors and foot doctors, and for the younger generations, and then we had good dental as well. For the younger generations, that was not really a selling point because really? they could see well and they walk well. Um, okay. They had good teeth. So, <laughs> yeah. But, but as is. you age and you have children. You know, these things become Ooh, braces. Yeah, uh, very, very important. So, Some you know, that was one of the selling points of, of my job. Didn't pay a lot. You could do pretty well with overtime, but the base pay is. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's also a state job. I mean, I remember when the state, well, mommy said, you saw it say, she remember when the state paid really well. They don't pay as well as some other jobs. Well, they didn't actually pay well then either. The thing was, is that. They paid for her master's degree. Yeah, you know, and that's something that they can never take back. Yo, you know what? That's another selling point to having a a certain type of job. They will pay certain jobs will pay for your education, particularly in that field. Like my son, right? Rod has got a a job taking care of mentally challenged adults in a home set, group home setting, right? Um, they'll pay for him to go to school to do that. He said he may take them up on it, but I'm just saying, like, depending on what job you have, like, definitely if you work in the city as a social worker, they'll pay for you to get your master's in social work, you know. Yeah, but, you know, um, being in the union, um, some of the nurses had come to me, and they had just completed their programs. And this is to date, you know, years ago the programs were significantly better. But they had just finished their programs, and they called me, and, hey, Mr. D, um, I want to know, if I have to pay my time back for going to school, the broad answer is yes, because nobody's going to invest in something that they can't benefit from. So what happens is when you make these contracts with the state and the schools, if you they give you two years of schooling, you have to work for an additional two years in the new title that you've attained through school. So if you went to an RN program, you did two years or four years, you have to pay the equivalent to that back. And um, but it, but then they try to entice you and keep you, to, you know. But I'm saying you got to do two years in, the, in that title. You're going to be there anyway. Like if you, let's say you are a nurse, right? No, but once you, gra- say for example, you're doing the program and <clears throat> you're working as a mental hygiene therapy aide, which is the 
the nursing position there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do that. You're going to school while you're a mental hygiene therapy aide. Then you graduate to being an RN, right. which is a four-year program. Right. Right. You do that four years. My job expects, New York State expects that you give them four years as a registered nurse. Yeah, but you work on that job anyway. Well. <laughs> nah, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, you don't, people don't, a person who's going for a higher education title generally is not going for a higher education title toward the end of their career. This is the middle of their career. Well, a lot of these, you know, the people who, um, like Miss Kearney, um, she has young children. So I guess I'm assuming her goal is to go maybe city hospital or emergency room, which is good benefits and great pay. Got you. You know, so I don't imagine that she wants to stay in the state because the state has great benefits, but Mm. moderate pay. Right. You know, there's a bit more job security because the hospitals are now, even though they're supposed to be city hospitals, they're all owned by Northwell and um, what's the other one? Health and Hospitals Corporation. No, HHC is, is is city and federal. Um, it's Northwell. It's Pro Health. Yeah. So with so many private and yo, so many job security and private public. industry yeah. is, yeah, you know, it's, it's questionable. Not it's not great. It's not great. But if you get, it, but that's the thing. They pay well, but they might not keep your ass. Well, they pay well, but then the the, the penalty. You know, they they, they, they may not. be unionized because um, what's her name? I know Lij is um. Yeah, and uh, they got a process, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be as difficult working in a private sector job to fire someone as it is if you work for the city, state, or federal government. That's just the fact. You and I both know that. I that's do know. Why, hold on, that's why we got state jobs. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Not not necessarily. I mean, my, my job pays decent. I mean, you know, I could pull in six figures if I worked hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I could pull in. I pull in six figures. I'm top pay scale. I'm number twenty five in my fucking repo. I am. Yeah, fuck it. I'm not even gonna lie. I could pull down six figures sleeping. Um, but yo, and I'm not saying that to brag. Like I'm not. I really. I don't want y'all to think. I'm saying that driving a bus, making six figures is a brag. It's, I mean, it's a brag because, you know, anybody who tells you they can make six figures sleeping is a brag. But when you put in the time, right, these cats is out here making what what top pay at my job is 34 and change. Let's say 35, right? Think about that. I work, I get paid for 120 hours every two weeks, right? But a kid at 40 hours is making, what, 80,000? Come drive this fucking bus. I tell my son that all the time. I tell these little mans, yo, come get this bus money. Kid, you want a Beamer? Nigga, that's saving your money for a year. Going to the fucking Beamer dealer. Going to the Benz dealer. Going to the Lamborghini dealer. Whoever the fuck you want to go to. With a big ass duffel bag of cash. One year working. By the time you got five years on my job, you bought a house. The streets is great. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of street dudes. You know, it's cool. You want to do what you want to do. You want to get this money and not have these niggas on your back? Come drive this fucking bus. It ain't that hard. For you young niggas, it ain't. Yo, for you young gentlemen who are not married, <laughs> you going to find plenty chicks. For you young ladies that ain't married, plenty dudes going to hit on you. Well, my thing I was watching 
some program, whatever it was, and it was saying that how the young lady was destitute, basically living out of her car. I think they were being excessive, but this is what they were saying. And she took a course in financial literacy. And based on that course, you know, she was able to move forward and become a financial advisor and became very wealthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Downside to it, her husband killed her. But <laughs> that's yo. another story. Was that, um, yo, you know, okay. I always watch documentaries, <laughs> okay. so it was, so, it was, it was so, a documentary. So here's the this, here's this, here's this story, right? My brother and my son have almost, are almost identical in certain aspects. They watch documentaries, specifically true crime documentaries. No, 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 no. To no, a fault. No. I watched Biography the other day. <laughs> On, um, I want to say Liam Neeson, but he's not Liam Neeson. He's very close to Liam Neeson in style, but the dude name is Peter something other. Mission Impossible. Okay. Whitehead guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. And, see, um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. The guy Tom Cruise is playing from the TV show. All right, let's get that right. Mission Impossible used to be a TV show. Yes. And the guy that Tom Cruise is playing, this is who he's talking about, the guy that he and I know growing up as the yes. Tom Cruise character. Yes. So, um, and he was in Airplane, and they, they was um saying that it was on, a, a significant transition for him doing Airplane. Hold on, let me, let me say this. Growing up in the 70s, right, the thing about Mission Impossible, and not to knock other shows, is they put a black man in a significant role. Significant role, yes. Right? That wasn't a secretary, wasn't Rooster, the, the neighborhood pimp Starsky and Hutch could go to. He was a major government <laughs> operative. yes. And I believe his, because Ben, um, what's his name? Oh, my God. Ving Rhames plays that character, and he's the demolitions expert, I think. Well, the Mod Squad also had a, a yes. I apologize. Yes, no, but they were actually criminals. Oh yeah, they was little hood dudes. They was they was criminals, and then they turned them into, in lieu of going to jail. If I remember, I don't remember the storyline that well, but if I recall the storyline, I think it was in lieu of going to jail, they, they became were, undercovers. Right, exactly. Like the original Twenty One Jump Street. But please go back to what you. So I no, I was just saying that as as a point. I did watch. I do watch biography a lot. I watched um, Charles Dickens the other day. Really? Which was, yeah. Well, it's pretty Christmas interesting. time. Pretty interesting. And I watched, um, I didn't get through the Hitler thing. I, I, you know, it wasn't really frustration. It was just drawn. It was very drawn out because he had a very intricate way of Peter moving Graves. the people. Peter Graves. Yes, Peter Graves. Um, he had a... a, a Hold on. The guy's name that we are talking about is Greg Morris. He played Greg Morris, Barney yes. Collier. That's the black man. Yeah. Greg Morris, yes. He played some Sanford and Son, too. Yo, listen. Back then, <laughs> dudes did a lot of stuff. A lot of like, guest stars. A lot of dudes. Because, I mean, it was only, first of all, there was only so much black TV. And there were only so many black actors. So, a lot of these dudes played a lot of different roles in a lot of different places. You know, I actually saw uh, on YouTube a uh, small biography of um, what's her name, Helen something or other. She played two two seven. She always played Wanda at the funerals in the black shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. think of her name, Helen something or other. 
But um, she was saying how, along with acting, she had regular jobs. So she did um, the post office, she said, and some other things that she said that she had done in lieu of acting when the acting was, you know, just low. So she was just like a, a working actress. She was a working actress. She said, well, most people were. She said, unless you went really Hollywood, you know, you want to take care of yourself. You had other jobs. Um, and then when the big um, Hollywood jobs came, you worked them until they were no more. And then you went back to work. So like, um, what's his name? Um, the guy who played Jeffrey on the Cosby show. Remember? Jeffrey, of, yes, 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 yes. Um, the older Denise's, that's, that's, not Denise. No, Sandra's, Sandra's husband. husband. Yes. You know, his father uh, was a senator. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think, what's the name's father is in politics as well? What's the kid out of California? Uh, no, Cal- Chi-Town. Which one? Um, he's uh, a rapper. Chance, Chance, Chance the, rapper. the rapper, yes. Oh, yeah, there are plenty of theories about him blowing up because Obama and his daddy and blah, blah, And that's blah. fine. I appreciate that, <laughs> you know? Yo, but here's, here's my thing, right? If he's not cussing and killing and drill rapping, you know, it's fine that his father... But what I'm saying is, with this is why is it a problem, right? Um, Jesus Christ. Because rap is associated with poverty. No, nah, I'm not even that. They do. They do associate rap with poverty. They, they. It's always the struggle. No, you know, I'm problem is, is most people ain't struggling that. No, nah, let me. No, nah, my thing is right, and, and I'm getting in trouble for being anti-Semitic or something. But, but no, because the Jews are the Jews right now are getting in trouble because they stick together. Everybody's mad at them because they stick together. Um, they help each other out. Apparently, that is fucking horrible. I don't know why. But um, if you got connections and you use those connections, for some reason, when you black, it's the worst thing in the world to do. You're supposed to be by yourself and you're not supposed to get no hands and help. You're supposed to pull yourself up by your boots and fuck out of here, bitch. Well, as a child, one of the biggest you know, things with um, gainful employment was nepotism. If, I mean... Speak on it. Correction officers are generational. Police are generally generational. Um, Firemen, so many different people are... Yo, yo. Their their, um, occupations are generational. Listen, listen. You want to know what it's like to get the goddamn custodian in the school? Again, you all these things know, with nigga. nepotism. It, it, you, you bringing in your siblings, your kids, your cousins, your nieces and nephews. You know, and that. you know that was kind of a, <laughs> a unsaid law also, at, at one point. It's also very frowned upon publicly. But if I'm a, if I listen, it, let's let's just take let's just take police officers. Not, I'm mm. not knocking them or not knocking them. I'm just saying, if I'm a captain and my nephew becomes an officer, why? Why wouldn't I help him? Right? But, you know, nepotism in... in you, I mean, you can, he got to take the test. Exactly. He got to do the work. He has to, you know, but understand, the fact that he takes the test becomes, it is a part of nepotism. To say, yo... I want to be an officer. That's not a huge selling point. Yo, I want you to be a cop. But the thing is, it's like, listen, just like with if you take our family, mm-hmm. you know, Jock 
was the bus driver. Yeah. The and he name. moved up. What he moved up to? Superintendent or something? No, nah, he was a dispatcher. You know, so whatever he moved up to, then he brought Neek in, and then they brought Terry in, they brought you in. You know, so many different people. Actually, I got more time out. Well, whatever, whatever, however, no, whatever no, the, you know the what order was. No, I know, I know what you're saying. But with her, she was, she's older. Yeah. So she went to 62. Okay. But, yo, come on, man. Boop. Yeah, he worked for the Transit Authority. I mean, JC, Donna worked for the Transit, JC. Lisa. You know, so many people in the family Hold have worked. <laughs> this the gig. This the kick, right? You either work for the Transit Authority or you worked in mental health. <laughs> By and large, by and large, we do have um, Francine and them with teachers. Um, Roberta, yeah, that, you know, we did have some teachers. Oh, uh, Uncle Joe, Joe's, Joe's family is as all, you know. Nah, been. remember, Beverly and Debbie became lawyers. Um, Beverly Vicky and Vicky became a teacher. Yeah, Beverly and Debbie were teachers before they were lawyers. Oh, were? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but um. Yes, our family has a long history of civil service. <laughs> Get it right. I mean, <laughs> I do want to do a, do a family tree episode um, where we, um, you know. I can make a couple of calls, but you're going to hear some crazy shit. Well, make some calls. Let's, let's get it together. I want to hear, you know, uh, about the history. Because other than the nine siblings that I know, oh, dude. you know, the other ten siblings are... Yo, you know who knows that whole thing? Like Jonathan. You, yeah, like you can't yeah. imagine. He got it down. So let me make a couple of calls, see what I could do in the, in the near future on that, dude. Yeah, let's work that out. Because he knows it down. You know, the most, Um, well, I'll save that for the next. He did tell me something very profound, and which for me was, you know. Was it about his mom? No. No. Um what he said what I what I said was at some point and you know anybody who knows me know I, I don't travel. I, I traveled hustling. <laughs> when I was in the street I would go different places hustling. I didn't really um take time out for vacations. I think it affected my family life somewhat, but I never really went for vacations. I paid for vacations and they probably had a very good time, but I didn't travel unless it was some money on the back end. Yeah, hold on. So See, here's the thing, though, right? When you say that, and, and, and I get what you're saying, but you was working two jobs. I mean, but <laughs> you at the working, same time, I could have taken, you know, in hindsight, I could have taken more time out with the kids and their trips. Um, I, We did have a great time as a child going to family reunions. I look <sighs> forward to that every year. And that <sighs> is the probably the last time I've been to North Carolina. But to shorten this story, um, I wanted to go see my mother's birthplace if it still stood. And I talked to Jonathan. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's there. I'm like, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah, it's the little shack in the back of the mayo plantation. Yeah. And I was like. What? Yeah. Hold on for a second. Let, let's let let's go back. Did you say mayo plantation? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. mayo plantation. Yes. Now, my grandmother's maiden name. Is mayo. Is mayo. So, it just gave me a reality check on how close we were to slavery. So my mother was born in 1926. Yes. 26. I'm sorry. Hold up. I'm saying 29 all wrong, and I got it tattooed on my fucking arm. No, Lit Ain't was born in 29. Bitch. Yo, you know you got aunts and uncles that we've never met, by the way. Let's yeah. be clear. Our family, our, on our mother's side, is very old. We have 
aunts and uncles that were born in the 1800s. So I think slavery ended about 1855. Yeah. So that set two generations for you that and I. Set, listen, that set grandma probably to have ma in 19 I mean grandma being born in 19 around the 1900 19. nah 1900 cuz they had kids young at that time okay. so 16 17 they were having children yeah so i want to say early 19 around about 1910 and she wasn't and, and, and mommy is not her oldest child no, no, but what I'm saying is that in between 1900 and 1910, I would say she was born. No, no, I, I'm trying to. I'm talking about. So then about that put her mother another 20 years. Yeah, in the slavery. So yeah, so it, it it takes that family really close into slavery, and that revelation was was kind of shocking for me, you know. And not only that, you know, they um three generations. I want to say really two. Close. Yeah, our grand, our great grandma. Probably our great grandmother was, was a, slave. a slave, or just coming out of slavery. She may have been just coming out of slavery, but the thing is, they retained the name and they still lived on the property. They were sharecroppers. So it was actually tobacco. Yeah, but I'm saying they're sharecroppers. They worked the land for yeah, the guy, but they still worked under the, the auspices of yeah. a slave owner. Yeah, yeah. So now he's just a property owner. Well, a land a landowner, not a I don't want to say property because slaves are property. Mm-hmm. Now he instead of being a slave owner, he is now the the landowner, and they are working for him, working his land, and he's paying them to work his land. But unless it well, I would imagine it was the children of slave owners. So unless they evolved significantly, the yeah. treatment wasn't going to be that much better. That much better. You just listen. His kids was just calling them niggas. So mm. he they unless they were profoundly different from their parents, they they their treatment of them would not Oh, you know what? Let me take that back. Let me take that back. The reason I take it back is because their treatment would have been somewhat softer because these were their mammies. Excuse me. They were sucking they were sucking slave titty. Um yeah. To that point, they may have been a little nicer, not much, but I'm saying a bit more akin to, you know, these people than their parents was, their grandfathers and their great grandfathers were. I'm sure they were a bit more to, akin to them. I'm about to say something really stupid. What's that? So they suck the black titty, make them black. <laughs> <laughs> Like getting all that black milk. <laughs> Yo, look, does that count as the one drop rule? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The fact is, no, 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 no. I'm being very serious at this point. I'm being, okay? um, no, no. I'm being very serious at this I'm, point. I'm, I'm trying. If in fact they, no, 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 no. If in fact they suck chocolate milk, yes, they. <laughs> hold up folks i promise you this is not the blooper reel that you're listening to you're gonna hear this and you can only imagine what the blooper reels (laughs) we we gotta do a blooper reel episode as well no i'm just just saying (laughs) that one drop room gonna kill him (laughs) anyway you know i mean 
if you and it's crazy for me that if you are uh such a passionate I don't want to say racist because at that time it was you know that was the that the was rule. the norm it was the rule as yeah, opposed to, to the aberration or right. the exception it was it wasn't the exception at all it was definitely the rule so with that being the rule I don't know if you can call them racist so much but if you had such a hatred for someone how do you let them nurse your children you know that's it's odd for me it's odd that if you hate someone how do you sleep with i understand the ideal of making more blacks so you have more workers i understand that part but couldn't you pair them with other blacks to make more workers as opposed to sleeping with them yourself if you hated them are, are, you, are you really asking this question to me i'm asking as a slave okay. owner if you hated, I mean, I I, I, I understand me, the me, TNA part. Me, yeah, I understand the TNA part. They was having a lot of chicks that was literally bed warmers, and they company would come over, right? These men, indeed. Because and, and then that's the other thing, right? <clears throat> we talk about this in slavery terms. Think of what, and I'm not think about what white women went through. They knew that their husband was going over there sleeping with this goddamn jigaboo, right? Because. And then he'd come homeless to you. But this nigga I, I, was going I, I, I out understand, to the shack. I understand the TNA part. I understand that blacks um, develop differently than whites. Some, but yeah. You know, so I understand if you had that, I guess would be a BBW mindset at, right. in today's world, um, that may be more appealing to you than uh, With, Slender. Right. You know. Oh, oh, but then think about it, right? That was the idea that hoop skirt. That mm. wire band was to make them look voluptuous, right. yes. Um and the corset, the, the corset, the bustiers, yes. All these um, different things were the to make is, them look but then once those things came off, it was the same stick. Well you you with who you with. And and, and, and and to be fair, there's a lot of country fed Negro. I mean country fed white. No, but that's not true too, because what we talking about, because them country fed white girls was on the farm they got themselves. Mm. So that's that's a whole they was poor. Let's not forget there was poor whites out there too. Mm-hmm. But I say this. Um having a child with a slave was basically an accident. I'm fucking. I'm not sure if that was an accident. I, listen, I'm fucking. She got pregnant. All right. Another fucking Chicken George was no accident. He made him to work the field. Well, I I honestly You know, you want to make a strong man to to work the field. But that's the other thing too, right? When we talk about that, um, we talk about buck breaking, right? Mm -hmm. You know what buck breaking is. So there was a lot of oh, for those of you who don't know, they would engage in homosexual activities with black men to break them. So that the other slaves knew and uh, as well as beat them, that they would suffer the same treatment if they decided to be uppity. But there were people who were indulging in their... So you can't even call it their worst inclinations because we in 2022, and goddamn anything goes in the bed, off the bed, off the ceiling, whatever. But what they would consider their worst inclinations... Uh, Peace to the G's podcast does not subscribe to these things. We are more of a traditional podcast. Yes, but we advocate that you live your life the way you want to live it. 
because we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. As long as we are not included. That's all I'm saying. You can freak out. Just don't freak out with me. I'm an old married man. I want no parts of it. Now, for you young girls, you have to be over 21. I'm going to look all day. I'm going to look at you all day. I'm an old man. Uh-uh. But stay your ass across the room. Don't come over here talking about, hey, daddy. I'm not your goddamn daddy. Your daddy's a man who may even be younger than me. Stay over there with your tight skirt on, your boobs pushed up, and your butt p- pushed out. I'll give you a drink. One. And then you scoot your little ass back over there. Shimmy for me while you go. But get your ass um, back on the other side of the room. And I mean that. I'm Yo, I'm just here for the show. I'm not here to entertain the games. Um. No. Bruce called me the other day. Uh, Bruce is, um... No, 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 no. I'm just trying to figure out how we went from slavery. No, listen, hear me out. So Bruce calls the other day, and, um... This is not a segue from slavery, ladies and gentlemen. We, we, um... I don't want to say we have a tumultuous relationship. We have a really good relationship, but because of his, um, drinking... Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it 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 causes a wedge between us because he has these moments of volatility. And during these moments of volatility, he calls you very happy or very angry. Yeah, I used to get that all the time. <clears throat> and um, it could turn from happiness to angriness. You know, it's, that was actually anger, I should have said. I, I don't want JD correcting me. No, nah, I'll wait till we get off. <laughs> I will, so, I, will so, not, I will not correct you in front of the people. No, 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 no. You correct me in front of the people. That's fine. But um, these, these things go, and it's not with just me. It's with everyone. You know, he has these moments of extreme happiness, and then he... Extremely sad, angry. Yeah, very angry. Suicidal at times. It's frightening. But, you know, he, he's been able to maintain a certain peace over the last week and you know I pray that he's able to maintain that cause I mean you know we go um pretty um hard trying to avoid his phone calls yo let me say this um in respect to that you ladies and gentlemen will hear me say certain things like Praise be the name of the Lord or amen or something like that. I take my religion seriously, even though I'm goofing off on this day and I goof off everywhere. I take my religion very seriously. I'm sorry. I take my faith very seriously. I do not take my religion at all seriously. Why? Dogmas. Dogmas what gets people killed. So if you hear me say amen, I really mean it. Please continue, sir. Because I'm going to probably be like amen and hallelujah a lot in a minute. <laughs> so... You know, I pray that, you know, the brother's able to um, maintain, you know, uh, decent composure so we can have a relationship. Because, I mean, he, I ain't going to front. Dude got a great heart. He's a good dude. You know, it just yeah, sometime is. lost in the bottle. Or Yo, you know what? lost <clears throat> in his feelings. And, and you know what's really sad about that? And I'm not, not spe- specifically talking about him. But we have relatives who were like diamonds 
seriously, these people were diamonds. But drugs and alcohol fucked them up, and we lost a few of them behind that. And it's crazy. But I say all that to say, get therapy. I know I sound blunt. I know I sound crazy, but a lot, of, particularly in the black community, and it's not. I'm sorry, in the middle class to lower class communities, right? Because it happens in middle class and lower class communities as well. It happens in upper class communities too, but we're not we we're not talking about them right now. People will resort to <coughs> drinking and drugs to get out of their funk, their depression to get out of their problems when what they really need is therapy. We take that for granted. Like, it's, it, 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 we're, like, all right, so example, right? I have been, I've been in therapy for 18, 19 years. Um, and I have a, a former friend. I will never call him a friend again. Um, but he, he suffered a, a, a bunch of strokes. And he... Is, is I've seen it. I know what it's like. I literally asked my therapist one time, one time, hey, doc, scale of one to ten, one being super fine, ten bullet in my mouth. How how far, how close was I to that when I came to see you said you was an eight? <laughs> eight. Means I was two steps away from putting a bullet in my fucking brain. I know it when I see it. This dude is suffering. I say to him, yo, playboy, you need a therapist. Go go find you some therapy. He says to me, knowing that I've been in therapy at that point 17 years, real men don't need therapy. All I need to do is play my music and I'll be fine. He's still not fine. That was like two years ago now. He's still not fine, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you that therapy does not have the stigma it did. There are a lot of fine African-American therapists, Irish therapists, Hispanic, Latinx. Is that the new one? Latinx you know I don't therapist. quote Jay-Z. I know. But on Kevin Hart's show, Jay-Z said he did go to a therapist. Yo, you know what? He Remember, we got started and we played that clip from Jay-Z. That was our first episode. No, second episode. Yeah. He had talked. Remember, that's what he said when he talked. He was talking about having gone to a therapist with that guy from the New York Times. Yes. So, um, if you know these billionaires are able to go to therapists and publicly admit it, I mean, the rest of you broke dudes should, you know, <laughs> maybe take some notes because they take everything Jay Z say seriously. And he said he so, went to a therapist. And he said he, he went to, to a therapist. So yeah, you need to do that. I'm pretty sure that you know. I'm not saying. You know, under any yeah. conventional terms, but if you're feeling desperate, you know, and I'm not saying desperate in the sense of wanting to kill yourself. I'm saying desperate in your economic situation, desperate in your relationship. If you're choking your chick out, you need therapy. Unless she wants to be choked out. You know, well, back, unless she wants to be choked back out to during that, a, freaks a choking act. Freaks come out at that, night. That, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about just choking her because, um, you know, you've been home all day watching Jerry Springer. And mm-hmm. she's been at work. And, you know, you come home and feel like she's been fucking a boss. You, you need therapy, dog. Yeah. Because why do you think she's fucking a boss? 
you know. But at the same time, listen, and to be fair, if your man's out at work all day and you come home and bash him beside the head with a frying pan because you think he fucking the chick next door, but you I, need I, therapy. I, I was um, my regular regimen was I would go to work and then I would hit the block. I spent a great deal of time out there. I would go home to my family and then go check on my mom before work. My man, Bruce Kane, as um, he had just came home. So I gave him some money, a beeper. You know, the regular, you know, I, basically the drug dealer package, you know, that you <laughs> give dudes. Yes, sir. Just start hustling. You give him some money, a beeper, a connect, and a block, and, you know, you on your way. So you broke. And this is what it was in the 90s. So this this is at that time, the 80s and the 90s, you know, for that matter. So I gave him, you know, the DD package, and he was on his way. So as a result, again, he cooks. He's an amazing cook. He still cooks, actually. He said, yo, dog, yeah. I'm going to make some baked ziti this particular day. Swing by the crib. So um, I get to the crib. He is he, he, was, he was on 7-0 on the work dog. So 7-0 on the work dog is you go check in on a Wednesday, but you're out seven days working, okay. and you have your two days on work release. Yeah, you know, but you get seven days off. Basically, you have you basically there's dudes who got five and two who go out and they work five days a week and they're in prison for two days. You can have other schedules, three and four, or whatever. But if you got a seven and no, that means you go check in. You and just leave. go check in and leave. So this is what he was doing. So I get to his house a little bit early, and this was before cell phones and all this thing. So his girl come out with the phone like, yo, do Bruce said, come in the house and eat. When I was like, nah, you know, I'm just relaxing. This is my time that I kind of wind down from hustling and get ready to go rest and get myself prepared to go see my moms and go back to work. So she's like, nah, he said, come in. I say no. So he calls back as he's traveling because he's on the train. He gets to the next train station. He calls and is like, yo, come in the house. Whatever the case may be. I'm like, nah. So now he's on the last leg, which is the bus. So being that he's on American Linden, he could take one of many buses, any bus that comes, basically, he could take. So he's like, come in the house. I was like, all right, cool, because he, he, any bus gets there, except yeah. the 42. Like, every, nothing else turns off. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if he gets off at the 4, the 4 turns right there, he could walk across the street. The 5, the 5AB, five the uh, whatever, the 4A, yeah. you know, all these other buses he could have taken. So I go in the house. She makes me a plate I'm eating. So he comes in there, he rubs me on the shoulder. He goes, oh, yo, big boy, yo, have some more food. You got garlic bread? You see your godson over there? My godson's name is Debris. His name is Breon, but I always called him Debris. So he's over there, chilling. so I'm eating. He slaps a whole nother spoon on my plate. I have to get to the bottom of that we thing. Listen, that's just me. Um, no, it's not just you. No, I always say, Dave, that the Facebook, no, no, the Gateway, you. the Google. The John Doe. It's not just you. Okay, so... Um, he puts more food on my plate and goes in the room with his lady. He said, you see your godson over there? I'm like, yeah, I see him or whatever. So he goes in the room with his lady. After some shuffling around, I hear like shit moving and breaking. He goes, what the fuck you got some nigga in my house for? <laughs> Automatically, I, I jump up at attention like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, what? Say what again, bitch? Say what again? <laughs> right? So I'm like, is it going to turn to Samuel Jackson? <laughs> So he's like, yo, why you got some nigga in my house feeding my food? She said, that's your friend. He said, I don't give a fuck who it is. Please stop. 
Nah, I joke it. So he comes out and goes, he goes, yo, you good, dude? You good? I'm going. No. I'm just, I couldn't even answer. So he closes the door back. He said, you heard me, bitch. She said, you said let him in the house. He said, bitch, if I told you to jump off the roof, would you jump? <laughs> I don't want them to hear me laughing. So, so listen. So that goes on for a while. And then he comes out like nothing happened. She comes out in complete shock. And I get him to wrap my food up in aluminum foil because I now have to leave. See, I'd have been left. <laughs> so I said goodnight to the Brie. I, I, listen, I was, I was afraid to say goodnight to her because I was like, he going to kill, kill her. Ass. So, <laughs> you know, we went forward like that. I say that to say in these cases, though he's my man, he needs significant therapy. <laughs> No, no, no. So I asked him, yeah, I fuck with him about this shit all the yo, time. You got me doubled years over later, here breathing hard. Years later, I'm like, yo, um, Kane, uh, remember what you had said? And he goes, yeah, yeah, dude, you know, you got to straighten the bitches out. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Hold up. Now, you know me. I, 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 I say nigga a lot, right? A lot. But I promise you, nigga. Like, come Dog, on, man. My man said, bitch, if I tell you to jump off a roof, would you jump? Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Um, Where is it? I promise you that. So, um, with that said, um, right. Listen, therapy is I, vitally important. I don't generally, dude generally does the music, right? And uh, but this particular night, he, he let me do the music. So not ending on the song that we usually end on, I'm going to play this song. And then next week, we gonna sp- I'm going to explain it. This has been the Peace to the G's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for coming, listening to our particular brand of foolishness, and uh, just we going out on Central C tonight. And we don't own the rights to this music, but we are playing it, and we're hoping he gets listens because of it.